welcome to episode 18 of the Twisted Trio podcast. I am your host, Brennan, call me Nighthawk Weber, here with... Richard Camping Dragon Medina. And What's going on, man? Not much, man. I've been playing a lot of Earth. A lot, a lot of Earth. I was playing a lot of Earth. I haven't played it in the late, though. Uh, Today's the last day, man. I know. I was getting up early for... Well, technically, tomorrow's the last day because it rolls through Monday. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But I was... I Last week, I was getting up earlier for work because if I woke up at my regular time and I left the house at my regular time, I would get stuck in so much traffic that I'd get to work late. So... I had to change that. So I started waking up at 4.30 rather than 5. And yeah, because of that, I naturally was going to sleep earlier, too. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Cool. So um, I think today we're going to start off uh, talking about Orn. Orn, the fire below the mountain. Yes, I'm going to let my amazing reader take it away. Okay, so we're doing his little paragraph very well. Um, More than most demigods, Olm values his privacy, dwelling in solitude beneath the ancient volcano. He stokes bubbling cauldrons of molten stone to forge items of unsurpassed quality. Yet from these depths, Orn senses trouble. Divine beings are once again meddling in the mortal affairs. During the upcoming wars, the Freljord and the world will need a good blacksmith. Dun, dun, dun. Cool. That's that's the best you're getting out of me, man. That like, was pretty good. <laughs> that was like, that was almost epic level. <laughs> Cool. Like I don't have I don't have any voice modulators or anything like that. Like that's all you're getting from me. Hey, if you want to hire me for voice acting, I'm down for it. Just give me a script like a hundred years ahead of time, and we're fine. Just a hundred? Just a hundred. You know. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll read through the abilities if you want. Okay. All right. Sounds so uh, passive, uh, living forge, and master craftsman. Uh, so those are two different passives. Uh, the first one is living forge. Orn can spend gold to forge items for himself anytime he's out of combat. Anywhere. <laughs> for convenience, suggested items appear in a special on-screen menu. Orn can also open the shop manually to build in any item. Then his second passive is Master Craftsman. Orn and his teammates have access to special upgrades for select items in the shop. Each player is limited to one of these upgrades. And these upgrades are for specific items like uh, Trinity Force, Death Cap, um, and then the two supporty ones. Black, no, uh, Black Cleaver Black has Cleaver. one. Uh, um, Locket of the Iron Solari. And Infinity I, Edge. Infinity Edge. And I think uh, Wait, Re- um, Redemption? Uh, Redemption, yeah. Okay. Um, awesome. Yep. So the, that's, his, uh, that's his passive. Uh, we're gonna go to his his Q. His Q ability is volcanic rupture. Orn slams the ground, sending out a fissure that deals physical damage and slows enemies. After some delay, a magma pier, a magma pillar forms at the target location, functioning like a tiny wall for a few seconds. 
Uh, think of a very, very small and delayed uh, trundle pillar. So what I don't like about the wording of that is it says like, it says a pillar forms at the target location. This is a straight line skill shot that damages all in a straight line. That makes it sound like the pillar is going to appear through everything. Whereas, it, does it say at the target location or at the end? After a small delay, a magma pillar forms at the target location. So it doesn't express like where along his slam it appears. Yeah. So it so it's a it's a straight line skill shot, and uh, pretty much if it goes through a target, it, it will damage them. Yeah. And then at the end of end of it, uh, wherever it ends at, it'll that's when it makes a little circle it makes the little it yeah it, it makes up. a little circle and it pops it up yeah. yeah but what i'm saying is their wording could be better yeah it, it really it, could yeah um yeah so let's move on to the w cool so w bellows breath orn becomes unstoppable shielding himself and belches out flames these flames deal a portion of the enemy's current health as magic damage enemy struck by the final gout of flame become brittle orn's basic attacks knock brittle or knock back brittle targets and then brittle is when enemies suffer a portion of their maximum health as bonus damage when struck by immobilizing effects immobilizing effects also last longer when used on brittle enemies basically mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he makes them brittle and then they can be cc'd for double which it's is, not for double. It's thirty three percent longer. Okay, it's it's almost double. It's quite long. <laughs> Can you imagine a, a like a rank five Morgana Q? Yeah. So rather than going to four target. seconds, it goes. All right. Rather than going to three seconds, it goes to four seconds. That's the difference. I'm thinking more of like an ash arrow, like that combined with an ash arrow. That would suck. Could be, yeah, with a full, yeah, full length ash arrow. Because because ash, yeah, exactly. Like a long distance ash arrow is already like a stun for what four seconds. Mm -hmm. So with this, you're being stunned for six seconds. So it doesn't say. Obviously, we'll have more when it comes out. But when you make someone brittle, it doesn't say how long they're, they're brittle for. And then when you like say you make them brittle and then you knock them back then it looks like it consumes the brittle charge and they're no longer mm -hmm. brittle so this is going to be a big thing if like uh, say you're you're lining them up to be hit by a skill shot because you want them to have the excess duration uh so if you I'm... auto attack them and knock the brittle out before the cc comes then that's bad i'm actually going to look and check this out because I think I'm just gonna check to see what the brittle debuff is. Um, so is W. Da da da. Enemies hit by. Nope. It does not knock the brittle off. The brittle lasts for six seconds. Interesting. Uh, well, the video that they provided. Um... The video they provided shows him uh, shows him activate the brittle with his auto attacks and knock them back, right? Right. But they, the debuff remains on them for the next six seconds. Really? That's interesting. Yes. Oh, okay. 
So uh, that just he, looks weird. He gets because... one auto attack that does the does the health damage, but it's an additional six seconds after that. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. the way it looks is he makes them brittle and it, it makes has a mark, and then when he auto attacks them, the mark goes away, showing that they mm -hmm. have no they're no longer debuffed, which is. Yeah. But what's okay. cool about that is that means for six seconds, Orn's auto attacks are just knocking this person away from them. I don't. I don't think that's how it is though. It is, because his auto attacks knock back brittle targets. Okay. Well, we'll have to see it. But with the with the, the preview <laughs> they showed, it showed that the mark went away after he auto attacked them. But yeah, let me see. So let me read the next part of this. Uh, the next immobilizing effect against a brittle enemy has its duration increased by 30% and deals 7, 16, or 7 to 16% based on Orn's level of their max health. Wait, what? So Orn doesn't even have to attack these guys? Yeah, I guess not. That's, that's how it reads. That's what I'm reading right here. The next immobilizing effect against a brittled enemy has its duration increased by 30% right. and deals 10 per, or deals X amount of percent of uh, their health based on Orin's level as their maximum health. As my, this guy's a freaking support, dude. Yeah. Like, I definitely want that on my side if I'm an ADC. <laughs> well, yeah, you also want the item upgrades too. It's it's so it's so nice. Oh my god, I didn't realize that. I was like, okay, wait a minute. Okay, yeah, let's let's move on from here, and then we could come back and actually talk about like the numbers. Okay. Thing like that. Uh, so Orn's E is searing charge. Orn charges, dealing damage to enemies he passes through. If Orn collides with terrain while charging, the impact creates a shockwave that deals damage and knocks up enemies. This ability destroys player created terrain so if he what? hits so if he hits a trundle pillar or if he hits an anivia wall or if he hits a jarvan ultimate he will break it and not only will he break it he will knock up enemies that are around that point so if you have a trundle going against this guy and trundle pillars to block off your your teammates route you could break the pillar but if you have a trundle on your team with this guy and trundle puts up a pillar to block up the enemy's route and Orn jumps to it, he's going to knock up everyone around the pillar. So again, it the video they provide is really bad because yes, because it just shows him headbutting a wall. Yeah, so is this is this like Poppy where you have to select a target in order to dash or can you just dash? It's a skill shot. Oh, it is. Oh wow yeah that's strong yeah okay but it, if you don't hit terrain it doesn't knock up anything right it just does damage but right. it does work like poppy's tackle and that if he does hit terrain it procs the damage again right so if he passes through people it damages them if he hits a wall the shockwave also damages them for the same amount which makes sense because the the reasoning behind that was you hit somebody, it hurts, but then if you hit them again into a, into a wall, that should hurt as well, right? Yes, exactly. So, cool. Um, I did not know that was a skill shot. That is that is very that's unbelievable. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah. Okay, and then his R, 
Call of the Forge God. This is probably mm-hmm. one of the coolest ultis. Uh, Orn summons a massive fire elemental at target location. It then travels toward him with increasing speed. Enemies run over by the elemental, take magic damage, and become brittle. Orn can recast this ability char- to charge forward. If he strikes the elemental with the charge, he'll dir- redirect it. Uh, the redirected elemental will then knock up all enemies struck, dealing the same damage as before and applying the brittle effect. So basically, you call it from somewhere. It's a giant line, almost the size of a lane, that this giant elemental comes. And then if you reactivate mm-hmm. it in a different location, you will headbutt it and it will change directions and run the other way. It, it covers the length of I'm gonna say from bot lane tier one tower all the way to tier two tower. Yeah, it looks like it it looks like it's just about that size. Yeah, exactly. Um and then also the video doesn't show this, but he his his redirect, like the video just shows it coming towards him and then he knocks it back in the direction it came from. He can actually uh move to change his trajectory to knock it back at an angle. So say that the enemy starts to, they get hit by it, but they start to run and they start to try to dodge the second hit of it. You can actually move in opposition to them and you can knock it in their direction still. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy. So, what what you think? Um... I think this is some of the most creative champion like champion work that we've seen in a little bit. We've seen some really cool stuff. I th- I think like Kane's ability to go through walls was really cool. Um uh Camille's ability to jump off walls was pretty cool. And I don't know who we had in between that. What do we have? Uh Ivern right yeah Ivern was in between there Did... we also had Zaya and uh, Lacan in between there who like they were different but it it was like cool stuff and it is but it was kind of like simple it wasn't it wasn't super creative right it was good and it looks really good don't get me wrong I love the way Zaya looks as far as her auto attacks and everything, but her ability to like throw stuff out and then recall it, we've seen that on other champions. Right. Uh, and then like Rakan, I really like Rakan. He's really mobile. He jumps around. He has like all these knockups and stuff like that. And we haven't seen that kind of stuff on a support before, but we have seen that stuff before in the game. Right. So both of those like they're really cool champions but their stuff isn't su- super creative aside from like other champions in the game this guy has a lot of stuff that is like it's new. new yeah it's a lot it's so new yeah so because of that i'm just like this is really cool um yeah what are your thoughts on him uh, my thoughts are it, it it's all depending on the numbers right because he, his kit looks amazing but Bard Bard's kit is amazing, as we all know. But when he was released, <laughs> his numbers were like such dog shit. It was ridiculous. So, so it depends on his numbers where he's going to be placed. Um, I don't think 
he would be very good in the jungle role, but I feel like he would be a good top laner and support, like you said. Okay. Um, so. Do you want me to, to run through what his numbers are from since he's been on the PVE now for about a, two weeks, give or take? Do you want me to run through what his numbers are like currently right now on the PVE? Um, they could change. He has a whole nother week ahead of him on the PVE. Yeah, that's, right. what I, that's what I'm worried about. Like, we're going to start talking about something that's going to be changed. Eh, I don't know. Like, he hasn't been touched that much. He had, like, a – he had some – maybe some number um, crunches on his tackle, on his on his headbutt into the wall thing. He had some numbers changed on that. But aside from that, he his numbers have stayed pretty consistent through the week and a half because people are still figuring him out. Right. So, but I, like, we don't, oh, how, how would we go about doing this? Like, we could at least talk about the numbers of, like, how long things last and stuff like that. Yeah, that's Can't fine. We? Yeah, go Can't ahead. We? I mean, you have it, you okay. have it up, so. Yeah. Um, so the volcanic rupture, uh, the Q does, has a slow on it that is 40 scaling up to 60% currently. And I'm suspecting that that's going to probably stay the same because that's pretty close to what Trundle's slow is on his pillar. And then the uh, the magnum pillar that forms in the fissure forms for four seconds, which is also similar to Trundle's pillar. Um, so, yeah. And that also means you have four seconds to get your headbutt in on that pillar. And you want to hope that the enemy's stupid enough to run past that. Which, because this is a new champion, get your cheese in on that first week of release. Just be like, I'm going to drop this pillar. They're going to know what's happening because they didn't look at the PBE. They didn't look up this champion. They didn't watch Red Mercy. They didn't watch Pansar Dragons. They didn't watch Bro Fresco. They didn't watch any of this stuff. Oh, look, the pillar popped up. I'm going to headbutt it. I'm going to knock him up. I'm going to get this awesome play. Mm -hmm. So the problem, <laughs> the problem with that, though, is that you queue... And it's, it feels like it's such a long duration before the pillar even pops up. It's two seconds. Because it, the pillar pops up as the slow goes away. Mm -hmm. So so he hits the ground. Boom! It goes out in a line. The line stays there for two seconds as it works its way back to the end of... Uh, where the pillar is supposed to pop up. Once it reaches the end, it's kind of like a, think of it like a wick on a piece of dynamite, right? It reaches the end, right when it reaches the end, the pillar pops up. So you have a lot of visual cues to know exactly when it's going to come up. So you could actually technically time it to where it's like, hey, it's about to come up. I'm going to start my charge now. And right when, as I'm getting to the end of it, the pillar will be up for the knockout. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, Bellowing Breath, the, let me see here. So the shielding on it as it sits is 12% of Orn's maximum health, and that does not change. It doesn't scale up, and it doesn't start out lower than that. It's just 12% of his maximum health. So he gets a 12% max health shield, meaning you probably want to build him pretty tanky, a lot of HP on him especially with his, his E. Um, and then I already said earlier, it's a 7 to 16% based on Orn's level for the maximum health magic damage that you do after Brittle 
attaches to an enemy. Hmm. Yeah. Which is strong. Oh, and I didn't even touch on this. The current health, the, the current health damage that his flames do to an enemy uh, while he is unstoppably walking forward is 15 to 25% of the enemy's current health, which is exactly the same as Mundo's Cleavers. Wow. So hmm. that's also, but but the difference is his happens over time, Mundo's Cleavers are instant. So you got to keep that in mind. Right. Because he, he shoots out the flames, he deals damage. The enemy front Actually, it doesn't. It doesn't say that there. It's over a, an amount of time. So you might be hit with all that all at once. I don't know. I don't. It doesn't look like it's on a tick basis. Um, yeah. Moving on to his E, the searing charge. It's he has. Uh, it's. The scaling on it is 30% of his armor and 30% of his magic resist. Uh, upon release, or when he first hit the PVE, it was 40% and 40%. So they actually lowered that because it did a lot of damage. Huh. Yeah. Um, yep, 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 yep. And then it. That's that's the only thing interesting about that. Oh, actually, something that is interesting about it is the knockup duration from him headbutting is one second, which is pretty long. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty long little knockup. Uh, and then Call of the Forge God. Let's see here. The slow on it is forty, scaling up to eighty eighty percent at current the base damage on it is only 20 125 to 225 but remember that can hit you twice so that's actually a total of uh 250 scaling up to 450 which is pretty damaging it's not huge it's not like a scion ult now but it's pretty good and then it has a uh, 20% ap scaling on it which essentially means don't build ap on this guy right yeah, that's bad. Yeah, it's a total waste. Just don't do it. I don't even know why they put that scaling on here. So was... I'm very curious now. About what? Um So oh wow. So just looking at his artwork, right? Uh-huh. Um I don't I didn't mean to cut you off or anything. His his hammer, his hammer that he uses in his right hand is his that, anvil. Yeah. That is so dope. I didn't realize yeah. that until I looked at the... So uh, let's let's look at uh, the splash art specifically, right? So the okay. red one. So, yeah. he, <laughs> so he's a giant character, right? Mm-hmm. Like, giant. Um, so I noticed that there was a bird on his, uh, on his right... Uh, antler, whatever horn. Yeah. So if you actually, if you look at the splash art that they're planning on using in the game, there's no bird there. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm like so, the one that's so up small? on the PVE. Huh? It's because it's so small you can't see it. No, it's just not there. 
Like it's the it's literally the exact same picture as what's up on his page, but there's just no bird on his horn. Right. So I'm gonna guess that the image that you that we see on the uh, on his webpage for his champion reveal, I'm gonna guess this is from his uh, what is that the login his login animation probably. Right. And I'm gonna guess part of the login animation is the bird flying up and landing on his horn. Mm-hmm. That's that's a guess. So now now I'm curious. So he's got small swords and giant swords, right? Mm-hmm. You see a giant axe with a circle in it, which kind of looks like Draven's. Right. The one to the next of it looks like a giant greatsword, which looks like Garen's. Yeah. And then the one on the far right I feel like I've seen that one. I think that's J4s. But what's the one with the three the three circles on his right? So you're talking you're talking about on the what? far right this, this the, the blade right here with the So I so I see the one with the three circles, but the one before that you're talking about this one with the uh, kind of diamond shape on the handle? Yeah. I don't think that's J4s. That's not no. Um, actually, what it kind of reminds me of is the new ribbon skin. The sword she has from that. Oh. Mm. That's what it reminds yeah, me of. Maybe. But that that had a circle in it, though. Um, so what we're here. saying is that we haven't seen these two swords before. Yeah. So Riot likes to do a thing where they always have... Not always, but they tease at other things. Unless... They actually could be teasing skins right now. So, so I, you said like, oh, this looks like, on the far left, it looks like Draven's uh, axe, right? Mm-hmm. One of Draven's axes. Doesn't and it? I see that. The, the first one right here? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the one on the far left. So so I see that, but also what I see when I look at that is I see... Um, a rapier? No, 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 no. I see uh, the sword that Garen has for his... Uh, what is it? It's like his Brigadier General skin, the, the Bilgewater skin. Right? Oh, So really? that's what I... So that's what I'm seeing when I look at that. And then the sword next to it actually looks really plain. I can't, I couldn't tell you what that is to save my life. But then we can also see like the kind of outline or the, not the outline, but the like the silhouette of a sword, like just behind Orn's left side. Um... Let's see here. The sword that he's working on on the forge is similar to the shape of Master Yi's sword for his uh, his what is that stupid skin that so many people like? Uh, his project skin. Uh-huh. It's a similar shape. And granted, that that being said, the reason it's that shape is because this sword is in like early early forge so it doesn't even have a hilt on it he's just holding on to raw metal at the end but the shape like having the the point on both ends that's what it reminds me of is master Yi's sword so 
that all being said, going over here to the edge. Is that something else down here? I wish I could see this picture bigger. There we go. Okay. Wait a minute. Is that a dude? Okay. How how large are you looking at this image? Pretty large. Pretty large. Okay. So down at the far or on the bottom right hand corner of the image just underneath where the sword is and i think there is the outline of a sh oh no this is another sword it's a actually this one looks like draven's axe so it's actually the far far right so so you see this shadow this gleam that's actually catching the light from uh the heat coming off orn's hand yeah that's the edge of a blade but if you look down at the very bottom of the screen you can actually see like humanoid shapes and it's armor hmm. do you see that like a shield and the swords no 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 no, no. even further like it's literally like go to the corner and look up you can see like a helmet on top of a suit of armor Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not that zoomed in. Maybe. Hang on. You're you're looking at the one directly from. Oh, okay. So yours is cut off. All uh, right. I'm gotcha. gonna. I'm gonna send you to the link to what I'm looking at so you can see it. Because you're only seeing at the the very uh, top of the image. So I'm gonna put this right here. There it is. It's up there on Discord. Go click on it. This is some good podcasting, by the do, way. Do, 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 do. <laughs> We're like, yo, you see that? And if you scroll on down to Orange Splash Art. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so th those are two suits of armor, and then behind them is some swords. But at the same time, I do see what you're saying in, like... If those are suits, if those are people's suits of armor, and he is this big, then who are these blades for? Right. Which is like holy cow. So the thing that I love about this is that he he is like the forge, right? So he, mm -hmm. with his with his left hand, he is burning the metal in order to, or heating the metal in order to forge it. Yep. Um, just based on his splash. It just looks so good. He's got, you have, just imagine like entire darkness, right? But he's mm -hmm. backlit by what looks to be like a drawbridge for some reason. Yeah, but, it looks uh, like he's literally standing on a drawbridge. Yeah, but it looks so good. Like uh, the light behind it with. Uh, I'm actually thinking that this is. So you see, you can see lava pouring down behind him from behind the chains, right? Right. I'm thinking what we're seeing is he is actually standing in his domain with his back to the entrance of his domain. Mm, could be, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and then um, on the second, um, on the second, whatever you call it, or his only skin, uh, mm -hmm. Like the Thor one that's being lit. Uh, <laughs> he just looks splatter. so good. He's 
So the first one's all red, obviously. So what's the biggest contrast to that? It's blue. Yeah. So, and he's supposed to be fighting the Freljord. So like he's got this giant white beard. Like he looks like he belongs in like the Arctic. He's not fighting the Freljord, man. He's fighting alongside the Freljord. Right. But I mean, he, <laughs> he has to be in the cold. Like, I mean, when you look at him, he looks like an ice giant, right? Yes. Okay. He, he looks dope. Um, he looks like a giant lightning Thor hammer. The thing <laughs> that I like about this is look at his shoes. Look at his, his, uh, he's literally like walking through a pile of men's, uh, <laughs> remains, swords and he's just walking shields, through their corpses. They're so tiny. Like this character <laughs> is huge. Mm -hmm. Not, um, I just think I, I really enjoy the way he looks. I think he he's really fucking good. Yeah, I agree. Um, cool. Anyway, so great podcast in there. Um, cool. <laughs> Do you want to move on from there? Um, hang on. I'm, I'm seeing if I could catch anything in this image that it especially stands out to me. This one does look really good. Like the lightning and everything in the image and the, the crystal at the on the end of his uh, small hammer. Mm -hmm. And then like the, his crystal gauntlets, it does kind of remind me of like Thunderlord uh, Volibear, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And his back animation for this skin reminds me of the championship skins. Oh, I haven't seen this one. Is it good? You haven't seen it? So so if you if you play it, what you'll see is he essentially he puts his hammer up in the air and he calls down lightning and as he's calling down lightning, he's being lifted up on a podium. Which looks really cool. <laughs> like I could I could totally like I would totally if someone had a uh, like a championship who is that? Calissa, where she calls up the podium and she's like, she stands on it and she's like, ah, I would totally take this skin and I'd just be like, oh yeah, you think you're cool? And just bring up my own podium. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if you you want to move on from this one? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah? All right. Uh, so, cool. You... You had a subject that you wanted to talk on, Brennan. Tell me uh, about it. Actually, well, uh, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk uh, ranked real quick. Ranked? Okay. Ranked, bro. So, um, yeah. So, let's move on over since this is supposed to be our our ranked 3v3, 5v5 talk. Um, let's, go, let's go into it. Um, so... I know we haven't talked about it a lot, so even though we haven't really moved very much, uh, <laughs> they probably don't know. Uh, so where are you sitting at in each division, and what you what you looking at? Let's start. Do you want to do five? I, I guess you can touch upon flex fives if you want. Mm, so we can start yeah. there. Search profile. Mm. Flex fives. I am still sitting at a bronze five, and I'm pretty sure I'm sitting at like zero LP. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. I'm hoping that'll change once I uh, play with my team K. 
because we have great synergies and stuff. And no, you're you're bronze five with thirty three LP. What I have thirty three for LP in my my flex fives. Yeah, I don't have I don't have league open right now. So, um, but yeah. And the last thing I played in there, I think I played Trundle in there, and the team was it Trundle or was it? I either played Trundle or played Mundo in the last Flex 5 game I was in. And the team that we were going, like, my team should have won. We were we were at a point where, like, if it if we're talking about my, tr- my uh, Mundo game, we got to a point in the game where I was so tanky and I could absorb so much of the enemy's damage that I could just face take them while my team was behind me just throwing in their damage and they were like super pokey and we had like a we had like a varus and everything to drop down out damage right Mm -hmm. we definitely should have won this match i am 100 percent convinced that we should have won this match but for some reason at some point past the uh 27 28 minute mark for some reason, my team started playing like shit. Like, like not shit. They started playing like really scared. We were dominating every team fight. There was no point where it was like, oh man, the enemy team's looking like they're getting strong. There was nothing like that. It was just like we were winning, and then suddenly my team just started to play really back. So I would be like going in as as Mundo, going like, yeah, we got this. Let's let's dumpster all these guys. Suddenly, my team is just, like, backing off because one other person from their team showed up after we've killed three. And then they would just ditch me, and that one person plus their jinx would kill me, and then the jinx would go crazy and start booking it down mid lane, killing them one by one as they're running away. Hmm. Feels bad, man. Yeah. No, it felt really bad. I was just like, what? What is happening? (laughs) We, we were winning this. We, like, it wasn't close. It, they had, like, a, uh, they had an Udir in the jungle who was really tanky. They had, um, I don't even remember who top lane. They had someone else in the top lane who was super tanky, too. And they had a bot laner, right? Like, their, their support was also really tanky. So me as Trundle, I was literally out tanking these three tanks, just, like, chasing them off, just hitting them with cleavers, hitting them, headbutting them, headbutting, like, everything, right? And my team, like, all they had to do was stay behind me and throw in damage. And, like, we won, like, ten team fights in a row that way. And we should have just freaking, we should have just ran it down mid and take, taken the towers. I could have tanked it. I could have healed up, whatever. Taken the towers, taken the inhibitors, won the game. But for some reason, we got to some point in the game and my the entire team behind me would just like, oh, he's initiating. Let's do this. And we'd get one kill, and then we'd be chasing down the next one. It'd be like a deer. And then suddenly my team is just freaking gone. They're like running back to base. Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, that being said, they did have a – they had a really, like, hard – I want to say they had a pretty hardcore split-pushing comp. I want to say that on top of the, uh, I want to say their top laner was like a Jax, but it was like a really tanky Jax, but it was still a pretty heavy like split push comp. 
Neon uh, Mundo wasn't scared at all of the Jacks. He wasn't doing enough damage to like even bother me. So as him, I didn't care. It was just that like he would go to a side lane and start pushing, and we would have to go and answer that and kill him and then run back to mid lane. But we we got to a point where we were just so strong. We should have won. It should have happened, and it didn't. Sad face. Sad face. <laughs> Sad face. Yeah. Um, any memorable matches for you, man? Um, no. Uh, the last time I played was with uh, with you. <laughs> that was a long time. No, that's not true. Uh, when we were practicing for um, for Phoenix Blaze, a couple of my team got together and we did uh, flex fives. Okay. <clears throat> so I played AD carry. I basically played Jin. Um, yeah, I played Jin when Jin was strong, but the um, when Dustblade first came back into the fold. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, I haven't really played since. We need to start playing some more. Um, <laughs> I agree, man. Uh, but yeah, cool. So uh, for me, um, I'll just go over mine real quick. I'm sitting at. Uh, bronze 3 with uh, 44 LP and just to give you a, a, a heads up I've only played a total of 10 games no that's not true so I did 10 games for the is it 10 games for your provisionals uh, for the provisionals yeah okay so I played 10 games so I've played uh, I want to say just about 20 games in mm-hmm. flex fives total and i know that because i'm i have seven wins on bronze and still in bronze three and i've only played it like three or four <laughs> other times that wasn't with you so it's so here's here's the trap of flex queue um if you're only going to play with one other person play solo queue because that means you're you're playing with other people who could only play with up to one other person, which means the coordination on both sides uh, is pretty even. If you're playing in flex and you're like, I want to do a three-man, um, that's good, and you could win on that. However, if you're playing in a three-man, there's a higher chance that you're going to end up going against a team that is also, is like, not a just a three-man. No, or not a four-man. Four yeah, like a five-man. You could end up going against a team that's a five-man to where, like, their entire team is coordinating, whereas only the three of you are coordinating. So that that's, like, kind of the, the catch with flex gear. So when you and I do, like, duo and flex, it hurts. Uh-huh. <laughs> it sucks, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you, you want to talk about solo duo real quick? Yeah, since for sure. You haven't played since. Um, yeah, I haven't. I haven't played solo duo in a minute. In a minute. Uh, I can't even remember the last like match I played in solo duo. Did I even win it? I don't know. I'm looking. I'm like looking through my match history right now. I'm like, what is going on? Ranked draft. Uh, I lost that one. Definitely. That was on Warwick. That felt bad. Um, 
That was in Singularity. That's normal random. Rank draft pick. Okay, I got a win on buy in rank draft. I want to say that was with one of my teammates. Um, that felt good. How, how are you liking her buff? Have you noticed it? Um, not it. Okay, so her buff it's isn't more extreme. of a bug fix. Yeah, so so her bug fist isn't extremely noticeable. Um, I did notice the times that like the bug was happening before they fixed it, where it would be like, do you remember where that where Nidalee had that bug where if you kept clicking on the same minion while she was auto attacking, she would like reset her auto attack in the middle of auto attacking and she would never get off the auto attack. Uh, no. Do you remember that? You never saw those videos of her like twerking in the mid lane trying to throw a spear and just never throwing it. No, I've seen people intentionally do that. I've never seen it happen yeah. because of the bug. Well, well, that was kind of happening with Vi's uh, excessive force or E um, in the jungle. Like while, like while I'm trying to clear a camp, I would like go, I'd click just one time on a uh, like usually it's like okay, uh, click, do a small move to to. Uh, draw whatever camp is attack attacking you so that way you take less damage and then you click again get another attack in and then you do that with her I would go like I would activate her E and then suddenly her auto attack animation would suck and it would be like she would go to hit and then she would just turn around and start walking and go to hit and then turn around and start walking I'm just taking all this extra damage in the jungle huh. so I so I did notice that change that doesn't happen anymore <laughs> that's good yeah so that that felt nice, but like it's so small that it's like something you don't really pay attention to, or at least me in my bronziness doesn't really pay attention to. Like until you ask me right now, like, oh, did you notice this? Well, no, but yes. Um, that being said, the the buff on her ultimate does feel good. Uh, you do notice that her cooldown is much lower, especially when you go back to back team fights and you have your ultimate up for both. That's really nice. Hmm. So, um, aside from that, yeah. And then, like, my other go-to is Wukong, and Wukong is still Wukong. I can still dominate on Wukong. Like, that's that hasn't changed. That felt really good when we... So, I'm, I'm way back in my match history right now. I'm looking back at our qualifiers. Right. And I'm just like, man, I had such a good game on Wukong. Like, I played Wukong once during the qualifiers just because they banned me off of Trundle. And after I played him, they banned me off of Wukong and Trundle. <laughs> but I went 13, 2, and 14. My top laner was playing Zillion. And it was, it was like, I would just go in and get... Uh, get like an awesome ult off and get like a good assassination off on either the ADC or the mid laner and then if they were turning on me and gonna kill me he would just zillion ult me and then I'd still get out because I would clone so it was it was a great match man it felt really good nice nice did you I'm sorry did you say where you are sitting oh uh, I'm still bronze 5 in solo right. I haven't played it that much I really you. haven't I'm pulling you yeah. So you're I'm bronze still... five with uh, six LP. Yep. Fun stuff. Okay, I'll go over mine real quick. Uh, I am setting at a wafty uh, silver two with thirty one LP. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I'm 
in the same boat. I wasn't playing a lot um, of ranked. I've been basically playing a lot of the threes. And then we got into the tournament. I've been focusing on the tournament. I played a lot of solo duo with uh, random team members uh -huh. in order to get ready for the tournaments. So um, basically, I'm playing. I played eighty carry in the tournament, so I've tried to get eighty carry as much as possible in flex. Actually, that's my most dominant role right now. Um, even though I think I win almost every support game, I get filled. Yeah. Because I never, I never queue up for support. I queue up for eighty carry or mid. And like ninety nine percent of the time, I don't get mid, so <laughs> it's always eighty carry, which is fine. Um, and then the one time I do get filled, it get I get put in um, support. Um, yeah. So yeah, the uh, eighty carries I'm playing right now is mainly Tristana. Tristana is my main one right now. She's my boo thing. She's uh super strong <laughs> with this meta, with the. Uh, the triple crit items, uh, super good. She scales really well. She has a very, very safe... She doesn't so, have a safe so, laning phase, but she, she is very safe as a champion. What's up? When you, when you do your triple crit item, which items do you go? It depends on it depends on the game, right? So, um, it, usually, uh, I try to back with 1,300 gold, or mm. uh, I usually try to back with about uh, 15. That way I can get a pink ward and some yeah. pots. Um, so I come back to lane with a BF sword. That way my damage is good. And then I build yeah. straight into, um, it. Uh, like again, it depends on the match. Sometimes I'll go straight into, if, if I go back to base and I have 1200, I'll buy my zeal and then I'll finish my zeal item. If I'm doing really well in lane, I'll rush that, um, that uh, infinity edge and yeah. then I'll get my attack speed. So the three I always do is it's always Static Shiv, Infinity Edge. Those are always my first two. From there, it'll vary, depend on what's going on. Um, I usually do Rapid Fire Cannon after Infinity Edge, or um, yeah, after in Infinity Edge, because uh, mm -hmm. usually Infinity Edge is second. Um, so those are the first three, and then it depends on who I'm fighting up against. If I have, like, if there's two tanks um, with the top end, jungle being tanks and then uh the support is semi-tanky then that's when I'll, I'll build like a last whisper item uh mm -hmm. if not i will go ahead and, and start building into a um uh i'll get another bf sword and go into my last crit item which is uh essence reaver um, oh, that, okay. that way I, that way i max out on on my crits and yeah. at, by this time it's late enough in the game where my q will uh, make my auto attack speed so quick and yeah you're just you're just cutting through everyone so, yeah, so if you go if you get into a full like four crit items like IE Essence Reaver Phantom Dancer Rapid uh, Fire, Rapid fire mm -hmm. what do you go for your fifth item so the fifth you, item is it, it should always be like so with that build i have absolutely no pen so by this time people should have built pen or uh mm -hmm. built armor, armor and stuff list. so by that time i would have went i would have went pen i would have my last item would have been um uh it it depends um so i've heard a couple different theories about this you can do last whisper into um 
Lord Dominic's. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the healing debuff, right? What, right? Yes. Oh uh, no, uh, Lord Dominic's is the uh, the tank killer. Uh, the tank killer. So yeah, so if they have a bunch of tanks, um, like Nautilus, um, I'm trying to think of tanks that don't heal. Uh, Nautilus, Poppy, uh, Gallio. If they have a lot of those guys, uh, definitely that one's the way to go. The one I do like going is um, the other one if they're healing. So if they're Meowkai, if they're Zack. Because I already have enough crit in my item build set to mm-hmm. cut them down quite a bit. And once they're below 50%, then they no longer get healing uh, affected. And I feel like that is a lot more impactful than just having to straight up like get through you. Because that way I can fight it a fight against the eighty carry just as effectively because then they they usually have a one life steal item, um, yeah. You, so usually I you cut that down pretty good as well. So I prefer yeah. that one. If if they have healing tanks, I'll go that one. If it's straight up tanks, then no, I will definitely use uh, Lord Dominic's. So okay. Um, so my. So my philosophy is uh, I think Last Whisper is amazing, but if it if I if usually I don't build for crit items, right? If I'm on ADC, I might build three, but I usually don't build four. Well, it depends on what um, it depends on what car- what uh, carry you're using, right? Because yeah. e- each of well, them I, are different. Normally, um, I would you could easily like switch out a crit item. Uh, for Tristana and go Guardian's Angel because you can do the playstyle where you jump in on top of somebody and kill them and jump out. Sometimes that doesn't work all the way or sometimes you only get three shots on your four shot bomb and it doesn't Mm -hmm. go off right away so while you're dead and coming back to life someone could have died from your bomb and then when you come back Mm -hmm. up you have a jump but that's not the way I play. I play very, not passively, but I, I definitely make sure there's a front line with me. You play um, you play well and you make sure someone else is there to take the damage. Yeah. So that, that comes to the second part of my uh, question, which is also usually when I build, when I play AD carry, I build a lifesteal item. Like definitely. Like that's that's not even in question for me. If I'm... The way I used to build Ash is I would go, uh, I would get a BF sword, go Runans, finish out my IE, and then I would go straight into a Bloodthirster because once I was at that build, I could face tank through damage using my Q because she's healing so fast. So unless they have CC on their team, I could just heal through it while I'm putting out damage. And then after that, I would go into a, uh, a last whisper item right so that that's good in theory right but um mm-hmm. when was the last time you played ad carry so uh last time i played ad carry was on jinx and how long it ago wasn't, was that? It, it wasn't in a ranked match let's say that no and but i'm, I'm asking how, like, how long ago? it was probably like three weeks ago oh okay um and so what uh, was, what what uh what keystone did you get um well, until I went 1v1 versus you, I was using Fervor. 
Yeah. So okay. <laughs> so, so that that's where it comes in, it comes into play, right? So uh, right now the most prevalent eighty carries are crit carries, right? Yeah. Um, the blood lord, the blood lord's lust or whatever. Um, the blood lord's lust. What is it? It's warlord's bloodthirst. <laughs> Jesus. Or a, warlord's a, bloodlust. Warlord's bloodlust. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. With lore, Jesus, with that keystone, um, it automatically heals you already based off of your critting. So there's no need to add another lifesteal item in there if unless you're literally jumping in front of someone and just auto attacking them until they die, right? Because um, you're constantly walking around, and like say you play Tristano or Caitlyn, you should constantly have enough area around you to just walk around auto attack auto attack and your walking and movement and your auto attacks uh increase the duration the um the cooldown of it right Mm -hmm. so if you're constantly auto attacking and you already have crits you're already healing yourself that way you don't have to spend that money on lifestyle items um you can just go ahead and go straight damage that way you can kill them before they can kill you that's the general mindset. I don't know if that's correct. That's how I've been playing, and it's been very fruitful for me. So Warlord's Bloodlust actually, it, so it's enhanced by crits, definitely. But it will heal you based on whether you do regular damage or crit. Right, but when you have four, so, when, you, when you're at 100% crit, you're always critting. Yes, <laughs> that's you know? a true statement. So, but, but that also being said, if you had a blood... If you had like, if you went your fifth item and you went like a uh, blade of the rune king, you're getting and for some reason you aren't already at two point five attack speed, you would have that additional attack speed. You would have crit and you would also have an item that's good at shredding tanks, right? Yeah, but so I don't think you. Okay, so this is a personal preference. I don't. I don't know how you feel. Um, I don't think Blade of the Rune King is great late game. I don't think it's... I think you can get so much more bang for your buck if you had, uh, like, a Bloodthirster or something. But as an AD carry, you don't really want Bloodthirster because you have you would, to... You would want either Mercurial or you would want uh, Death Stance or something like that. Yeah. The the reason because you, you can't predict when the damage is going to come to you. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, Bloodthirster allows you to shield yourself with excess blood in order to heal yourself. So if that shield isn't up, then it's useless, right? So, um, but when that shield is up, it's good. Well, yeah, I mean, that's it's what, good. That's what it's there for. <laughs> uh, Blade of the King is good uh, if you do it in combination with like a Hurricane or even Static Shiv. Uh, like the on hits are really good. Yeah, again, it, it depends on your your champion, right? Because um, let's take Twitch. So Twitch is a crit eighty carry, but he does really well with the Blade of the Rune King build, right? Because he's mm-hmm. technically an assassin. Yes. Um, but in theory, Twitch should never be in range to use his Blade of the Rune King in a five v five team fight, right? Because he should be on the very back using his ulti to its fullest to auto attack. So. So, so what you're saying, I agree with. However, 
talking on Twitch and Blade of the Rune King, I am surprised that Twitch still uses Blade of the Rune King because that was real. That item was perfect on him back when his invisibility worked that you can walk right up next to an enemy champion and auto attack them from your invisibility. But now because they can actually see you coming once you get in range. Uh, okay, so so it's it's actually a little deceiving. Uh, the Blade of the Rune King range is actually bigger than his Now You Can See Me range. Is it? Yeah. Um, so basically, you can you can proc it on the verge. So playing as Twitch, same as playing as Evelyn, you have this ring around you, um, which indicates anything that comes closer than the ring can see you. And anything close to it has like a yellow eyeball above them, but they still can't see you. Uh, when it becomes a red eyeball above the enemy, that means that they can see you. So what you can do is you, you can activate this from stealth without them even seeing you. Uh-huh. Um, so that part's fine. The reason why Blade of the Rune King is really good for him is, one, it, it's uh, he has no peel for himself. Uh, so it's technically a peel. Um, it, if you use it in combination with your W, you could really sell somebody quite heavily. Yeah. And... Um, Obviously, um, it has everything you want, right? It has damage and attack speed. And Twitch really, really uh, benefits from all attack speed because you want to stack up your four, your four dot, right, in order mm-hmm. to do damage. Um, so that's all where a lot of his damage really comes from. And then er, early game anyways. And then later game, it's like literally critting people. So he's just popping out and critting, and he has just a ton of attack speed. And he's so, critting in a line through people, yeah. too. But that's the thing. If you go to Blade of the Ruin King, you're going to delay your crit even longer. Okay. So, it, it, it depends. Like, uh, we'll talk about it uh, either tomorrow or Tuesday when we talk about uh, what happened in the LCS. But um, there's been a couple Twitch games where the first Twitch game was a Blade of the Ruin King first build, and the, and the second game was a IE um first build and you saw yeah. completely different like theologies there and, and how it worked differently so yeah completely different uh outcomes for it also yeah and i was actually we shouldn't talk about the games right now no. i'm sorry i was about to i was about to start saying something and i was like no we probably shouldn't even say anything right now yeah. um so actually yeah. uh, i'll go into the uh the next part is uh I, twitch is going to be i've been playing uh 80 carry Trisana's my main one right now. Uh, I go to spec to Sivir every now and then, but I'm under that weird thing where, like, I have all the mastery points for Sivir to be level 7. Now I want to play another AD carry and get them to level 7. So, mm-hmm. um, as it stands, I have... Um, Are you going to get Twitch to level 7, man? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, so Twitch is Twitch and Kalista and Zaya are my last three AD carries that I really play that are still level five or level four. They're not even level five. So I've been playing a lot of more Twitch, a lot more Callista, and a lot more Zaya lately. Um, so, um, yeah. but I've been playing those, but yeah, I really want to get better with Twitch. Uh, I love him as a character. Um, my favorite- He's hilarious, can, dude. My, yeah, my favorite uh, thing is I bought the new skin, the Omega Squad, and mm-hmm. I wasn't going to originally, and I was like, oh, there's not really much that changed. But if you sit down and watch it, like his Q is, is probably the coolest it looks ever. Uh, his invisibility. 
and I play with all game sounds and him you can hear his heart rate you can hear like if he's walking in the river you hear the little like he's walking through like puddles like mm-hmm. the, the his cue is amazing and then his recall animation is probably one of my favorites right now it's where he lights his flare and he starts shooting in the air then the helicopter <laughs> comes gets him he grabs it and he's like you know what and then he shoots in the air again before he goes all the way up like that's so funny I fuck, I love this character so much um, so I'm glad I got the skin I bought the chromas too because I don't know if I want to be a white ranger or a dark ranger so uh-huh. um, but yeah so I'm going to be playing a lot more twitch and, see I have yeah. I have the uh, the wildy raccoon uh, twitch skin yeah his I do too skin. I love that skin but his new skin looks really cool also yeah, so uh, before I used to always use uh, Samsung White because I really like the color scheme mm-hmm. of it. Um, like his, I his... just didn't like that he was a brown rat. Yeah, well, that's I mean, the only thing I didn't like about that skin. Yeah, but I mean his his uh, pickpocket twitch. It, he's a, just a raccoon, a raccoon. Like that's so, yeah, that's I so love dope. it. I love it. Dude. Uh, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a a twitch skin soon. It's gonna be an otter. He's gonna be an otter. Not a rat, an otter. He's gonna be an otter. Yeah, otters are my favorite animal. So how how are you how are you gonna make that make sense? You would love where I where I used to live then if an otter is your favorite animal. Mm-hmm. Because like where I used to live was like a huge like one of the big tourist attractions when driving through there were people stopping to look at the otters. Yeah, yeah, dude, they're <laughs> awesome. They're so cool. Uh, if anything, I would make him an under, kind of like how Fizz's Omega Squad skin is, where he's like above, or he's like a, a submerger. I would mm. do the same thing. Like, yeah. It's going to happen, <laughs> dude. Just wait. I'll show you. It's going to be dope. Too bad I can't otter. draw, I can't draw animals very well. Yeah, make this otter twitch. All right. I'll, I'll get you a sketch. Don't worry. Thanks. Yeah, can you get on that for <laughs> me? Thanks. <laughs> um. But yeah. Oh, and his his uh, auto attack with this Omega Squad is like a is like a sniper. It's got a silencer it? on it. Yeah, it goes. It's like oh, dude, it's so good. Pew 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 pew. I love it. Uh, that makes anyway. sense because he ain't going invisible. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was a long hmm. talk about Twitch. So uh, yeah, there and play. <laughs> got there and play um, some carries, huh? So you um, want to do threes real quick? Yeah, so threes, I'm sitting at a bronze three, actually, happily. Um, I haven't played it in a while. Um, You're at 18 LP. Yeah, but I was playing a lot of Trundle in there, which was good. It's a great map to play Trundle on because so many people will take pinks. Yeah. But, yeah. So, but, as I said, haven't played it in a while, so. Okay. I literally, I don't think I've touched ranked. I've touched ranked once since qualifiers. Oh, wow. Like, I've literally, like, when we were in, uh, when we were doing our group stage, I was playing a whole bunch of Ascension. And then when we were playing uh, before the semifinals, I was playing a whole bunch of Earth. Yeah, I was too. I was on that Earth hype train. I still am. I'll play it. I want to play it so much. Yeah, um, and then I mean, even before that, I was playing so much Kane. 
because I was just like trying to get the stupid icons that weren't worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, so, uh, yeah. me real quick, uh, I am sitting at a good old gold 4 with a 42 LP. Uh, mm -hmm. I go back and forth between gold 4 and gold 3. I'm guessing this is where my actual elo is. I don't actually really play too heavily. So, it's weird, right? So, I use ranked 3s or flex 3s as, like, my buffer period. I'll go, I'll, when, as soon as I come home and I get on... My first instinct is that I play a ranked flex threes because I don't like normal games. Mm. And then if I win that, then I play solo duo. If I lose that, then I play another one before I go play solo duo. Unless I feel like we didn't lose because of my own accord, like my play was up to par. Um, otherwise, so I use that as like a buffer period, but I do way better in threes than I do in fives. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so sitting at gold four, uh, if I make a really hard push, I could probably be platinum in here yeah. um, before the end of this end of it. But what I really want is to get solo duo into gold first. Um, so, mm -hmm. so yeah, um, cool. yeah, and then uh, threes. I haven't played in a while. Again, we've been doing the tournament and stuff, but it, everything is pretty much strong in there um no new strategies i can't think of i have seen the uh ultimate split push uh comp where you have chinamir and york on the same team um, <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare it's pretty it's pretty fucking brutal and then you get the um the um kale oh jeez, mm. kale and you master you together is a is a complete terror so, yeah um, it's so that's like a, a uh, that's like a Smurf. That's yeah. like a Smurf leveling comp. Yep, yep. <laughs> cool. So then, uh, so that does it for our ranked. Um, so, just to touch up on uh, if you're playing any fives. Um, so right now, the most dominant meta for bot lane because that's the one I mainly focus on is Ardent Sensor. If your team has an Ardent Sensor, you have like a 55% chance of winning just because they got an Ardent Sensor, which is pretty strong, right? So to think about it, um, this item is, is stupid broken. <laughs> Holy shit. So mm -hmm. the new Ardent Sensor, if you heal or shield an ally, they also get attack speed, right? Mm -hmm. I believe that's the passive. Uh, yeah. So you have people like Janna, Soraka, Sona, right? Those are common supports that shield or heal, right? Mm -hmm. But now you have supports like Nautilus, like Thresh, like um, Rakan, and um, who's the other, who's a really weird one? Uh, mm. Support, uh, Trundle. Thank you. Yeah. All of these guys can take Stoneborn Pact, which means that anytime that their movement has been impaired, any auto attacks against said champion heals your allies. So, so you, any anytime I played Trundle in the jungle, I take Stoneborn Pack. Yeah. So basically, what you can do is it's not optimal in the jungle, but it's optimal in the support role. Mm -hmm. If you take Stoneborn Pact and you have Ardent Sensor. If you slow somebody and an AD carry auto attacks them, 
now they got increased attack speed and healing because mm -hmm. of your slow. What? Wait, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Yep. You're saying... I'm saying that Stoneborn Ardent Sensor... Ardent... Yes, but yes. you're saying people are building Ardent Sensor... Sensor on Trundle? Yeah, it just happened today. Uh, Splice vs. G2. Trundle support... Wait. You build... Stoneborn. I thought the whole thing. I thought the whole thing with ardent sensor is that you had to shield someone in order for them to get the additional attack speed. No, it's it's shield or healing. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's that why that's why Soraka can do it because Soraka doesn't shield; she heals. That is insane. Yeah. So any anybody who can take advantage of uh, shielding or healing or helping with Stoneborn Pact is really strong and your 80 carriers <laughs> will love you for it so. <laughs> that just sounds broken that just makes me like want to go play trundle as support i'm not going to because i really like playing him as jungle and i'm really good i'm way better in the jungle than any other lane like maybe i would be able to match my jungling with my top laning but i don't think so like i'm really i'm like way better at jungle but that sounds hilariously fun yeah to just like oh let me drop let me drop a pillar so you can auto attack like one they have a pillar behind them right so they're not going anywhere unless they're like a vein or a tristana so they have a pillar behind them two your adc is healing off of attacking them now three you just gave your adc a 25 percent attack speed buff because they're healing off of oh my gosh dude that sounds so troll that sounds, it is troll that's why uh, that that's so, why it was that sounds so that sounds so bad oh my god so that's uh awesome. yeah so just uh i don't know a psa yeah. that's that's the new meta right now um pretty fucking strong uh go have fun with it they did they are going to nerf uh ardent they have Harding, to. Yeah. They have to. The fact that you have, granted, it's it's cool. It's a cool idea, right? But it's uh -huh. one specific item that you're causing a bunch of people to go Stormborn Pact or play uh, Heels and Shields, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Just in general, that's that's a pretty. Uh, that's, yeah. that's a pretty valuable item for causing all this ruckus, right? Um. Yeah. The only thing is, is that the the nerf that they're bringing to Ardent Sensor isn't strong enough. And it never is. But I mean, Worlds is coming up, so they can't really well, do too and, much. And, hang on. Let me tell you what the nerf is before you say it never is. So right now, as it sits, Ardent Sensor gives you a buff of fifteen to. 30% attack speed depending on your level is, okay. is that right no no 20 to 30% attack speed depending on your level right right um the nerf is now it will no longer scale up instead it will give you 25% attack speed period do you see a problem with that so is that a nerf? 
Well, technically, it, technically it's because it game, doesn't... It's an early game buff and a late game nerf, but 5% attack speed late game is, like, very negligible. Whereas 5% attack speed early game is... Pretty good. strong, yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's, that's very odd. Yeah, that I when I saw that I was like, "What are they even doing?" Like, so that what? that puts credence to okay. So there's there's a very interesting um, there's a very interesting build path for. Uh, oh, okay. So so here's what it was. Okay, okay. so ardent sensor, um, the attack speed was lowered from. Uh, oh, and the healing was changed on it too. But the attack speed was lowered from twenty scaling up to thirty five percent. Um, to 25%. And the unique passive health drain was lowered from 20 to 35 down to 25. Okay, so they just normalized it. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's all I, they did. I, for some reason, I, I thought you said 30 so I thought that was only five percent. That's actually a 10% difference. Yeah, it's a 10% difference. So That's, that's pretty big, actually. That's um, noticeable, but it's still it was still based on level and so now you're you're getting an additional five percent from the moment. And this item isn't that expensive, because I used to build it when I would play like Sona, Sona support, right? Way back in my Sona support days. Back um, in the day. Back in the day, um, it's like this item's not that expensive, which is why I'd buy it because I knew that it would buff my teammate. Mm -hmm. um, so and speaking of see, speaking of buying this item um the cheesy thing people are doing now you can't even call it cheese anymore uh it was first brought out in the uh skt versus longzu game where uh -huh. the support went janna and mm -hmm. the ad carry went twitch twitch went relic shield first item to give gold to share gold with janna and janna went uh uh, gold per five oh, quits. Gold you're talking about the hyper. You're talking about the hyper gold income Jana. Yeah, she went uh, <laughs> gold for gold per five uh, quints. Gold per five. Um, I believe it was seals. It was yellows. Um, mm. And then on top of it, she went coin, which already does a crazy amount. And she was up three thousand gold ahead of her other, uh, the other support. Um, by a certain point, three thousand gold. Like, granted, they didn't win, but holy cow, dude! Can you imagine? That's like gold no. influx up the wazoo. <laughs> like she, if if she was any other support aside from Janna, she could have just went straight carry. Well, that's the thing, right? Because you're <laughs> spending so much of your runes and masteries set up to be gaining gold. That you don't have any for damage or for armor or for magic pen or anything like that, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, but it's just it's just very it's interesting to say the least. Oh, um, so Janna right now is really strong because she's of the ardent sensor thing. Yeah, she's always been strong, but she's like really strong right now because of the whole ardent sensor change. Um, Wait, does so if she shields a turret, does it also get that buff? <laughs> That'd be really funny. It Wouldn't starts it auto be? attacking faster. It's like pew 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 pew. It's like wait, what? Um, 
That being said, they uh oh, they changed they changed it back. Never mind. They removed it. Um I was going to say like, oh, they they're actually doing like a small rework to some of her abilities on the PvE and making them stupid. But no, they're they're changing them back. Yeah, see that's why I, that's why I kind of refrain from talking about PvE changes just because so much <laughs> can change from now to then that like we could have spent like you know well, thirty minutes well, talking about something crazy okay. that never happened. But here here's the thing with that, right? And this is why you always want, no matter what, you want to look at the PVE and see what crazy stuff happens on there. Um, I knew the Abyssal Scepter was going to become a tank item like a good six months before they actually did the full change. And I, like, we saw on the PVE that they had a version of uh, Thornmail up there where they integrated uh, the, what is it? The stupid cold steel armor item into it and health into it. They did that like two months ago or three months ago before they actually released it. Um, they took it off because they didn't want, they didn't want to put that in the game before the end of the split. But once the split ended, they were like, yeah, we'll put this in the game. Right, like this is this is a good idea. We're gonna put the this new thorn mail into the game to make it a little bit more viable, rather than it just being like this item you buy when there's a master Yi on the enemy team, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So, even though this is being pulled, and there's also a change to Udir, which is coming in. I think it's gonna come right after the world's patch goes out. The um. It's going to change up his kit and make his scaling a little bit better. He's still going to be trash because it's not a rework. It's just, like, number changes. But it's, like, giving an AD ratio to his Phoenix stance, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that is going to come out. And it's been in, like, three uh, PvE update cycles, uh, like, over the last month or so. But they've even said, like, this stuff is going to come out and we're still tweaking it and stuff, but we don't want it to come out before Worlds. Because they don't they don't want it to mess with like the, the way the meta's going before Worlds. Because right now they're like, oh, these players are, are used to this, that'll prove, them being used to the meta will provide the most healthy games in the finals for uh, LCS and then in Worlds, right? So they don't want to release them yet. But this change to Jenna could definitely come to fruition after the world's patch goes out, which is kind of why I still want to read it. So are you with me on this one? Eh, I guess so. Okay, I'm not going to go into the numbers. I'm just going to tell you what's happening. Her Howling Gale, they're going to change the cooldown on. They're going to increase it to where um, it. they're just going to increase it, right? Mm-hmm. For Zephyr, which is by far her most annoying ability to me like i think it like playing her i hate her zephyr i never use it i hate it it's stupid it's a stupid ability it has almost no range and you're just throwing your freaking bird at them for a slow and that's it her and zephyr, you slow yourself and you slow yourself her zephyr 
they were going to take a slight amount. They're not a slight amount. It's a pretty good amount. They're going to take 40% or 40 of the damage off of it in late game, right? Mm -hmm. But they were going to take the mana cost of it down to zero. Whoa. Then, hang on, wait. Then they're going to give it a new effect where damaging a champion with Zephyr restores mana and reduces Janna's cooldowns. The mana restored per hit was 40, 50, 60, 70, and 80. <laughs> the cooldown reduction was two seconds. At max rank? Hit. No, per hit. Oh, flat. So yeah, so so if your ADC, if you slow someone with Zephyr and your ADC is like a Vayne and she already has like a Phantom Dancer and she goes flack, 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 you just got eight seconds taken off of your off of your cooldowns. Now, oh, wait, wait, here. So I thought it was every time she used it on an enemy, she used W on an enemy, it became. Uh, it, would, it knocked two seconds off of her other abilities. Actually, yes. Yes, okay. you're right. I'm, I'm rereading it right now. It says damaging a champion with Zephyr restores mana and reduces uh, reduces Janna's cooldowns, which would still make her a huge lane bully because she'd be just getting mana back from using a, an ability that doesn't have a mana cost. Right. Like, can you imagine if they were like, oh, Tristana, you know what? On top of her Q, we're going to make it to where each time she auto-attacks while her Q's up, she gets mana back. Yeah. The, so, I mean, I... So you can see where they're trying to go with this, right? Because she's always been the the play-safe uh, support. In theory, right? Because she mm. technically does no damage. All she's good for is disengaging, and she does it really well. Yes. Um, so that would incentivize people to use this to go up and be harassing, which will put herself at risk and the AD carry at risk. Because normally she plays so passive. Now, I know that there's a different ELO in which Janna becomes stupid fucking strong. Um, <laughs> I believe that is Diamond and Up. Like the Janna players there are like, holy shit, like you don't even realize what they're doing. And well, especially so since especially since the strategy with Dan Janna starting at platinum is at level one or at level one and two, you shield yourself and you just harass the enemy with auto attacks. Right. So, so that being said, I'm talking for the bronze, silver, gold, and yeah, probably just those. Um, she's more or less supposed to be in the back. Anytime her AD carry takes damage or they, she wants them to do more damage, she shields them. Anytime someone jumps on them, she instantly just tornadoes them away or she flashes in front of the AD carry for some odd reason and ulties, uh, to, <laughs> uh, even though you can just do it normally without flashing. You could do it from behind them and you'll still push them away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Janna players are so funny sometimes. but um, yeah. So that would incentivize um, it. I think... Obviously, because it's on the PBE, um, numbers are always going to change. The fact that it has no mana cost right now is pretty silly. Uh, and yes. I don't think that that would ever go through. 
I I honestly think that they'll let that go through. But that being said, uh, one thing that is probably going to go through is they are um, increasing the cooldown on her Eye of the Storm, which is her shield, and they're also increasing the mana cost on it quite significantly to where I don't think you could take this ability level one anymore. They're increasing it to where it scale rather so right now it's scaling from 70 up to 110. And they're increasing it to where it scales from 90 up to 130. Hmm. Which is 20 mana more per level. Yeah, but if you're getting mana back from every time you W a champion, that's not But the- that's not going through on this cycle. That's true. The, the eye of the storm change is going through on this cycle. Unless they, unless for some reason they pull it off during next week, which they very well could. But yeah, um, aside from that, the the new uh, Star Guardian skins, those look dope. Yeah, well, uh, we can touch on those when they come out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Cool. And we also we also need to touch on the game mode. The game mode looks so dope, dude. Yeah, it looks a lot of fun. It, like you and I, it looks like a, it looks Jared. like a, uh, like a, I don't even want to call it a side scroller. Maybe more like a dungeon esque. Yeah, it looks. Oh, so it looks like a dungeon survival map. Right, is what it looks like, and it just looks so dope. And I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, like, I really want to play this. Like, I just really want to play it because I'm. I've watched like a bunch of uh, YouTubers. And this is one of those ones that's kind of like Doom Boss, where you can choose the difficulty before you go in, uh, right? Uh-huh. Um, so I really want to play through it because I've watched so many YouTubers who have struggled, freaking struggled. These guys are like Diamond or, or freaking Masters or some of them even Challenger, and they have struggled to get through this map. They have struggled to beat this mode. So I'm just like, man, I really want to play this because the like I could already tell that this game mode isn't going to take like you can't play like it's a standard game. You can't go and build Jinx like four crit items and be like, yeah, I'm good. You need to build Jinx like two crit items and then like the rest lifesteal so you can just sustain yourself for the whole match. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. Uh yeah, that that'll be a fun one to watch or a fun one to play. Yeah, um, but uh, we're we're at one thirty, so I think, I think right. that was pretty let's, good. Let's call it. That's pretty I, good for not having anything to talk about today. <laughs> yeah, we we had Orin to talk about. I was gonna say like, after we talked about Orin, only about twenty minutes had gone by, and I was like, huh, this is gonna be a short one. <laughs> so, um, oh, and the last thing I forgot to mention this, um, your host here is uh, Honor Four, so. That's uh, that's a thing now. I'm uh, I'm the most honorable person I know. And, I'm uh, also honor, f- or I'm honor three. Never mind. I'm not honor four. I did reach honor three though. Oh, did you? Oh, I yeah. thought it showed on yours that you weren't honored. Yeah, it shows you have no honor right now. What? I have no honor. Yeah, it shows that you have no honor. I'm I'm completely di- dishonored. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just thought that was fun. Oh, and uh, Jared and I 1v1, and I crushed him. Uh, he, uh, he told me that he could beat me 
he can beat anybody with Ziggs because Ziggs is one of his best champions right now. I told him, no, you can't. I bet my Echo is better than your Ziggs. We 1v1, best of five. It went down to the fifth game, and it went down. Did I show you the video, Ricky? No, you didn't. Oh, my gosh. I'll show you. You, you uh, said I, that it came down to the auto attack, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll actually show you after this because um, it's on my uh, plays.tv. Um, basically, what happened was uh, Jared and I got in a little scuffle. Uh, I backed out. I used my snowball. I got back in, and then we literally used everything we could. I threw out my Q. I'm Echo, and I'm auto-attacking him. As Jared's auto-attack comes to hit me, it's like maybe like an inch away from my character and my Q comes back and it kills Jared and then it kills me and but it showed on there first blood to my character <laughs> and I was just so hyped I was like yelling I scared my girlfriend I'm sorry <laughs> uh, but it, it was so uh, I was, and we, we did it for a skin so I won a pentakill Mordekaiser so and speaking of Aww. which Ricky did you get that text I sent you uh, that te- oh the one either. where you you and Jared are gonna play through all of the no no champions? no all me you Jared and Caesar and anyone else who wants to do it I'm gonna make a spreadsheet and it's gonna be like uh you, you have to play one v one against other people to show uh-huh. that you you're the best at it and then you claim that character <laughs> I think it'll be fun okay so um cool um. <laughs> yeah so that does it for this episode uh thank you for listening if you like to support us or anything like that go ahead and check us out on facebook our facebook page is the twisted trio podcast uh go ahead and share us uh in a week uh we will give out a skin to anyone who has shared uh it's a random 975 or better to one lucky person if you've shared um if you want to tweet at us, we will be on Twitter at Twisted Trio Pod. And uh, anything else that you can't fit into a tweet or on our Facebook page, you can leave us an email at mail.twistedtrio at gmail.com. And if Ricky doesn't have anything else, that'll about do it. That will do it, my friend. Cool beans. So, yeah, we will yeah. Uh, catch you guys in a couple of days. And we're going to be talking Thanks. about. Um, all of the LCS happenings for playoffs. Uh, first round, it just finished today. Pretty spicy stuff. Things I'm not too happy about, but we'll get to those next time. Uh, yeah. Until then, I'm your host, Brennan Call Me Not Hawk, here with... Richard Cammy Dragon Medina. And we'll catch you guys next time. Peace, peace on the... The Rift. The Rift. <laughs> I'm so juiced.